them back together. so hard and got so far, but in the end, here you are, listening to another episode of Seal of Approval Music Review. Oh man, we're happy to be with you. I'm James Sanders, of course. And I'm Jennifer Roger. And uh, we're, this is episode 45, can you believe it? Episode 45, deep into the midlife crisis that oh, yeah. is Seal of Approval Music Review. Well, don't go too far in there. Uh, man, as you know, uh, you know. That's a dangerous place to be sometimes, so you got to be careful yeah. with where your mindset's at. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, you know, we're having fun. It's been a month since we last talked to you guys, and, you know, so much has gone on. Man, oh man, wow. And, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. What, I, I guess I'm, I feel like I should kick things off, Jennifer, but I want to see how you're doing as well. Yeah. Um, I, I'm good. I'm good, but I have, uh, I, I went to Pitchfork last week, and I went to another show. So I have lots of stories from that. So if you want to, you know, well, I just want to tell the listening audience that I appreciate them so much and that, uh, uh, basically, uh, since I've last talked to you guys, uh, that I, uh, am now, uh, going to be living in a different place. That's one important thing. Very exciting. That may affect the show, but we're going to try our best to move along smoothly without any interruption. Uh, unforeseen though, is that I also, uh, have been laid off by my primary employer. So that's going to create a lot of adventurous times in the future. And, of course, I'll be, uh, you know, keeping you all updated on what that feels like, as I'm sure most of you have experienced, uh, you know, this sort of thing one way or another. And uh, I don't I don't mind telling you that just because it's something that uh, affects, uh, you know, how we get to do seal of approval, but also my life. And, I, you know, as I said, uh, we share not only music, but the feelings and experiences that go along with such tunes. So we're all friends here. It's it's a safe place. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, that's been the major change to me. But as you mentioned, Jennifer Pitchfork was just recently here, and uh, yeah, I mean, if you have a story, you can lay it on us. Well, um, so I volunteer for Chirp Radio, which I've mentioned before. Um, because of this, I had to help with a little bit of uh, load-in and preparation on Thursday. So my chaos week started Thursday. Um, had to work Friday, but I went there you know, later in the evening and got to see LCD sound system, which Very we cool. will... That, that's something to note later. Note. Um, note. But um, that was pretty cool. Um, Saturday, I wasn't there a whole while. I was there from like noon to four, um, working at the record fair tent, um, which hopefully if you guys went, you stopped by because there were a lot of amazing vendors there. Of course, like Sub Pop and Polyvinyl, some of the bigger names, Sugar, good stuff. Um, but I ended up leaving to go to Subterranean and I saw Broncho with Billy Changer. Oh, hell yeah. Um, uh, thank you for that invite, by the way. Yes. So it, I, I had a plus one, but I went solo, which led into some adventures, um, which 
should I just explain? I think we should get right into it because uh, the I I'd be happy to share why I wasn't there. But you must save that for as we get into a little deeper in the show. So I want to know how was the Broncho show? Well, the Broncho show was really good. I saw them one other time when they were here. They were at the Metro with Guided by Voices. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, the sound was not great that night. But Subterranean, they they nailed it with the low end, which everyone knows I'm a fan of the bass. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that was really good. Um, but because I was by myself, I was just like hanging around. And you know, when you're by yourself at a show you're more prone to people watching like more than usual. Of course. I mean, obviously you're standing there. Yeah. Sometimes you're waiting in between sets or for something to begin. And it's a, provides you plenty of time to, uh, you know, uh, look upon your surroundings. Totally. So I'm just like, eh, all right, I'm hanging out. Broncho was wrapping up their set. I look over to my left and I see the bass player for Billy changer and nice. we're just dancing, drinking, dancing. Cool. Um, and then the show ended and he just starts talking to me. I started talking to him and I was like, ah, cool. Good show. Want to go have a cigarette? Bye. So we go have a cigarette. Um, and then the drummer, Nate, Nathan Price from Broncho comes out, start talking to him. So I'm just in an alley talking with these guys. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Um, (laughs) and then eventually just, uh, long story short, I pretty much hung out with them till like two in the morning and we were still at the venue, but they were like, oh, man, we want to go somewhere. Where should we go? But they had to be in St. Louis the next day. So in the end, they were like, we're probably just going to not. Like, mm. they didn't. They weren't really sure what they were doing. Um, but I, like, helped watch their car and, like, <laughs> walked down the alley with Ryan as well. Um, and he was talking about possums. And it, w- it was just a very surreal experience to be That's badass. having those conversations. But they're all super nice people. And hopefully the rest of the tour is going well for them. Um, so that's how I ended up my, my Saturday night and it was, uh, crazy cool. Billy Changer, Broncho, what a wonderful time. And the fact this is our industry insider, Jennifer Rogers, for <laughs> you folks. Yeah. Cause I'm going to be doing a review for third, yes, third course. coast review. Um, so that's how I was able to, you know, go and it was a great opportunity and just to talk to them was like, I love that you're holding amazing. them down. I think that's such a cool thing. It's not the first time you've done such thing. Uh, and I think that's great. You know, it gives you a very cool laid back perspective and coming, especially not only as someone who is able to elaborate on your experiences as a music lover, but can also, uh, as a fan, uh, just be, I'm not going to say, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you're just hanging out with them. Right. So that's pretty cool. I just think that that's a, and you've done that on a few occasions. So yeah. uh, kudos to you. We'll be looking forward to uh, whatever reviews that you have coming out. Yeah. I, I think it'll be out probably in like a week or cool. less. All right. Well, um, hear that folks. Yes. Yeah. So important to note since we, uh, you know, it'll be, you, you know how the show goes. You, you know, <laughs> when the episodes come out. Every just time waiting by Sunday. Your, by your device. Oh, oh please, <laughs> please. Just update. Give me the blue dot. <laughs> give me the blue dot. <laughs> but we won't keep you waiting too long. Or at least we'll give you something to hold on to and jam on. Plenty of music here we'll get into in a moment. Now, not to be outdone, um, just inspired by your story, Jennifer. No, your Saturday night, no, I no, believe, no, no, was no, no, also no, no, good. No, 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 not quite yet. Because yet? I want to say that uh, as we record this podcast, today is the four-year anniversary of when I met Mac DeMarco. So, oh shit! I forgot about that. Excuse me, I got a little horn to toot here. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good one. That's a to go ahead and toot that horn. Well, he toot was that horn he dog. was a cool dude. And, he seems uh, like it. Certainly wasn't as cool as your experience of actually hanging around, but he's a good guy. So, oh, that's still cool as hell. But uh, yeah, 
and a lot of cool stuff happened at Pitchfork. Jennifer, you were representing. Yep. And folks, you may have guessed it. We've thrown it out. It's buzzword. It could be a drinking game. That should be the title of this episode is drinking game Pitchfork. Every time you hear the word Pitchfork, take a drink, guys. Is it retroactive? Because people would already be almost drunk. Well, that's why I say we'll put it in the episode description. Got it. <laughs> so they'll know ahead of time that we've just figured this out. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what the show's about. Today, our theme uh, for this month's seal of approval is the Pitchfork Festival because, uh, hey, it happens what seems like yearly, at least for now. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> That seems to be right. When I first uh, went and saw Pitchfork, uh, I saw Big Boy and then Pavement. And that was oh. the two groups I witnessed on the day that I went years ago. And uh, there was an old Q1 DJ. Sorry, I don't remember his name right now. But he was uh, kind of, you know, they have people who introduce bands or acts sometimes. Mm-hmm. And he came out and he did this long introduction about how, yeah, you like your hip festival now, but they all become Lollapalooza eventually. Oh, and like, <laughs> shots fired. And it wasn't James Van Nozzle, was it? Uh, it might have been. I don't know. I, I don't know. It, it was a guy, an old head, 90s Q101 guy. That might be him because he's still pretty active and that sounds and like his style. Because they, they specifically, mm. he was there to rep them. Yeah, that sounds like his like brand of humor. And that's I loved it. I was watching this guy. I'm like, this guy's great. Yeah. <laughs> but so many people just started booing him, and I thought oh this God. is so funny. They're booing him. That's crazy. But it was it was hilarious. And uh, the only reason why I say that is that there are plenty of experiences to be had at Pitchfork, and this year was no different. Um, yeah. Uh, so this is what our theme's going to be. I we haven't talked about how we're going to kick it off. Uh, do you have a preference? Um. You want to flip a coin? Coin flip. Coin flip. <laughs> can we can we flip this? Guys, you can't see it because it's a it's an audio show. I have a <laughs> bottle of clear eyes before me um, for redness relief. Um, I will take the redness relief side. All right, you well, can have the label, the instruction side. All right. Well, just for the sake of if it doesn't fall correctly, since it's not a flat object, <laughs> uh, if it doesn't lay right, then you can squirt me from your end of the room, and if you hit me in the <laughs> eye, then you get to go first. Okay. Okay. All right. All right here we go. Can I get a drum roll, please? Where'd it go? Uh, you go first. I'm up. All right. Well, with that being said, guys, you know how it goes on seal of approval. Three, two, one, honorable mention. And with that being said, uh, you know, picking an order for this was not easy. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and just uh, do it because that's what we set out to do. So <laughs> my number three for the Pitchfork uh, seal of approval picks has to be a guy who kicked it off on the first day and actually opened for one of the headliners. Well, I say open. He played before the headliner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's weird to think of it that way with a festival, right, isn't it? exactly. Because yeah. he didn't open, but, you know. Oh, well. Basically, if you play when it's daylight, you're kind of an opener. Like, if the sun is at, like, high point. I'm sure point. the sun was probably getting to be set at this point. Uh, uh, it was literally right before LCD Sound System. Oh. And it's a man... Danny Brown, who, mm. uh, of course, uh, fans of his would know, one of the uh, just completely original MCs out there, uh, just uh, you know, crazy artists, crazy background, but his music's always so original. And I guess I'm just repping him because, you know, uh, as far as all the great acts are at Pitchfork, he's always one that I find to be so entertaining and cool, and I really dig his songs. And one reason why I think he was put on this night is, you know, right before LCD Sound System, because you have to kind of spread these certain styles around for the three days. And uh, I feel like this most recent song of his uh, kind of shows that he can kind of fit into a few different scenes as far as the electronic music scene uh, goes, and I include hip-hop in that. As far as not necessarily needing a band or whatever, but wow, what a lot, what a bunch of words, and 
I'm getting carted off. But in any case, here is a song from Danny Brown. It's called Kool Aid. Danny Brown, Kool-Aid, some really fun stuff to jam on, and uh, I think you could tell, a listener and Jennifer, uh, that, you know, what I was trying to say about the different genres that Danny can play with and his uh, very unique style, um, you know, like a song like that, I could see, uh, you know, falling in line or being associated with a potential LCD sound system or any electronic group like that. So, uh, just you know, not necessarily obviously LCD sound, right? System sound, <laughs> sound system sound. But just something that I think they would have. The, was that graph the Venn diagram? The Venn diagram, like there'd be a middle section of fans of both. So I could see uh, that the vibe that night. Like I don't know if you remember, definitely like it was Friday night first. You know, first night like it was hype. No matter what the technical genre was, right. it was definitely like you could feel it in the air. It was beautiful weather too, so everyone it was, was a beautiful like, night. It was beautiful to feel it that night in the air because it was also the same night that I found out that I was laid off from my job. <laughs> so yeah, it felt good to get a little Kool Aid in my system. <laughs> so with that being said, uh, yeah, we go number three in this pitchfork theme: drink, drink, <laughs> drink to Jennifer. Uh, my number three is changing it up a little bit, but, um, I, I'm fast forwarding to Sunday. Um, and, and to put it into context, again, the Broncho thing happened. I was out till like two in the morning, which I'm like a little old lady now. I don't normally stay out that late. So I, I was, uh, tired and I remember waking up pretty early and getting there at like noon or something. And a little bit after that, I'm just sitting at the tent. Things are under control. Volunteers are doing their thing. And I just hear this, like, haunting growl, just some indescribable noise and a lot of bass coming from, I believe, the green stage. And so I look around. I'm like, I'm going to go check that out. And I make my way. I just follow the sound, just this, like, whoa, whoa. And I, I follow it, and I just see all these people sitting in the grass, mesmerized by Colin Stetson. And folks, if you've never heard of him before, you must check out his work. Like whether or not it's your thing to listen to on an, an everyday basis, his his technique is amazing. He's um, he plays saxophone, he plays like baritone and all alto. He plays a whole range of it, and he does circular breathing techniques and all this wild shit that is just like the sounds that he gets out of it is just frightening in the best of ways. So my pick from what he played was a song called Like Wolves on the Fold. And that was Like Wolves on the Fold by Colin Stetson. 
And uh, yeah, that that was a really weird, surreal experience. Just like sitting on the grass and everyone was also sitting down. We all look like zombies, all hung over from the Saturday night, you know, before. And it was just, it was wild. So that was my first experience with his music. So if that was your first time as well, I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, honestly, I was just going to say, I don't know really anything about Colin Stetson. And uh, to hear this was, uh, wow, really... Uh, surprising uh, it's a unique sound and uh, you know that's something I, I could at first hearing it like yeah it's kind of I've heard different bands like this in a festival setting it's kind of odd because it's like you uh, you kind of was like days out for a little while yeah. and you kind of get into it but once this song kicked in and really got involved and you could hear like man I could see it just a beautiful like dark night like I could see it just being like I don't know what time he played but he played like Around one thirty, unfortunately, it was like okay. early, and, and but it was like still kind of cloudy. The only thing was like, Nehi was getting ready to play at the like big stage right next to it, and so some of those people waiting for them were like, "The fuck is this whale music?" And like they <laughs> they had a very different reaction compared to the people who were wearing like sandals and had like girls with like armpit hair hanging out and stuff. It was like a different vibe. It not, is a different vibe. Not judging. Not judging. No judgment, of But course. it was a very different vibe from the guys with the backwards caps yeah, well, saying, Whale music. They come, too, obviously. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's that's another thing about festivals. We don't have to get into that. <laughs> but uh, I, will, I will say that um, I see several pictures, and obviously you hear from the sound. Uh, it looks like he plays saxophone. Mm-hmm. And, man... Very interesting style of using it. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And uh, it makes me think that seeing this uh, type of show, especially, I think, outdoors, it seems fun to me. So, yeah. A nice night show outdoors. I know that those are very specific things, but that's kind of why I picked up hearing this music. That would have been awesome. Yeah, it totally would have been cool. So, well, thank you for sharing that. Um, I believe... It's the number two time. It's number two. So, with that being said, man... Just too many great acts, honestly, because the fact that I'm putting this at number two is a shame, and I want to, uh, you know, thrash upon myself with anger, but it's okay because it's just a a short list. Well, that must mean a lot of good things for your number one. It certainly does. There you go. (laughs) But this is just somebody who should never be number two, is always number one, the best, and I'm talking about the headliner for Sunday. That's right. Oh, oh, okay. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those things where this woman had probably the album, if it wasn't for her sister, uh, the album, though, on a really much more deeper level uh, as far as, like, uh, like what they achieved sonically in the music for A Seat at the Table. I mean, certainly, like I said, it's a battle of two great albums accomplishing two different things. and. Yeah in a million different ways and it feels good to be able to say that in the year 2017 um but uh with that being said of course i'm talking about solange and you know from you know the moment that you hear her voice she's amazing the music from a seat at the table is great and pat tracks great as well but i'm gonna let the uh prominent track uh well, I guess some people might have different views on this, but certainly Cranes in the Sky got a lot of attention, and uh, that's the one we're going to represent here Yay. because it was just so beautiful on Sunday night. Yeah, it's like in the sky. Sometimes I don't want to feel the- 
All right. Well, oddly <laughs> enough, my number two is uh, kind of almost going in order on Sunday. Um, so right after I heard Colin Stetson, I was like, okay, well, I happen to be right by where Nehi is going to play. So I got up pretty close. Um, and they were really good, actually. And I always like this song in particular. Like, it always makes me feel really good. So my pick from them, uh, for my number two, is the song called Stay Young. was Stay Young by Nehi. Great jam. It's so fun. It's just such a fun song. And it's one of those where you can just go back to it and it provides a good vibe every time. Oh yeah, for sure. And it was uh it was actually kind of funny because um again with Chirp we have the record fair. We have it in April and we have our pitchfork tent. And I was hanging out with one of the directors in the tent and this guy comes up and he was like, Jim, hey, I'm so sorry. I'm not going to be able to do this this thing. I, I think he wanted to do a signing with him. And I just look over and I was like, oh, hi, I'm Jennifer. And he's like, hi, I'm Alex. And he's like, we've met before at the other record fair. And I was like, oh, sorry, I forgot. <laughs> and then when he left, uh, Jim, the guy who the, who's the other director, he looks at me and he goes, that was the drummer for Nehi. And I went, oh. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, awesome. It was just kind of funny because, like, I totally didn't realize it. It was kind of another weird moment there. But cool. um, super nice, chill dude. And it, it really shows, like, how chill and fun they are. Like, you can see it on stage. comes through with the music. It's very, it's very unpretentious, you know, which is sometimes rare with more like upbeat music i feel like sometimes bands try too hard with that it just depends i guess on you know i mean i have individual to each group yeah Uh, but i have a particular band that i can think of that's from chicago that has to me that vibe but i'm gonna say shit well excuse me i'm gonna say shit oh boy anyways not trying to be the queen of salt tonight (laughs) queen of fun that's right we can keep it fun Keep it fun, hundred percent. Um, but anyways, on to you, sir. Well, it's time. <gasps> uh, it's time for the number one pick. And with that being said, I'm finally going to tell you about the story of my Saturday night. Yes. So, I uh, had gotten your text about going to see Broncho, and I was definitely into that idea. It sounded cool, but I had already been invited to potentially pick up a ticket to see. Uh, obviously the Saturday at Pitchfork, but the friends I was going with, that would be uh, my good buddy Taylor Reeves and good buddy Kutso Painter, as we all know, oh, Kutso from the fun. band Panthatone. We all love him. Yeah. Word on street was that we were going to go try to make it in time for none other than the legends themselves, A Tribe Called Quest. And it's one of those things we gave tribute to uh, Five Dog last year. Uh, obviously, when he had unfortunately tragically passed, but is like still 
this is one of the most legendary groups of all time. You don't know if they're going to really continue to play live because, I mean, there's not a real reason for them to in this, uh, you know, uh, gathering. Uh, but it's nice that they're supporting the record, the underrated record that they released uh, in December. Um, but um, all that being said, this is a huge preamble, but you know what I'm <laughs> Point is, that was a fun Saturday night. We went and stopped, met up with our good buddy Ryan Holmquist, the drummer from Club Malos, a band that I play in and support as well. And we uh, had drinks with him, and we walked down, all the way down to uh, Union Park, uh, by where I used to work before I was laid off the day before. (laughs) I get them all in. (laughs) But long story short, we're all fucking primed. We're going to see A Tribe Called Quest, and man, it was a great show. And the highlight, the peak for me, as far as, like, now nah, the whole thing was fantastic, and I'll get into that in a second, but when they slammed into this track, it took me back to the days when I was, like, banging Tribe the hardest, and that track, I'll let you hear it before I go on, is called Check the Rhyme. You see, my aura is positive, I don't promote no junk. See, I'm far from a bully, and I ain't a punk. Extremity of rhythm, yeah, that's what you heard. So just clean out your ears and just check the word. Check the rhyme, check the rhyme. Check the Rhyme, A Tribe Called Quest from the classic album Low End Theory, which uh, we used to jam back when I worked at the Industrial Strip with my old boy, oh, whoa. Uh, Going Gonzo. Back. Going back. Uh, yeah, way back in the day when I was, uh, what was that, let's say, it was probably 06 or something like that, but no need to go over that, but we would jam Low End Theory over the loudspeaker of the entire club as we would do our janitorial duties, and I got to experience that again live from... A Tribe Called Quest themselves, and, you know, anytime Fives parts of play, like, Tribe, the audience, myself, we'd throw our hands in the air, and just, like, reference, like, it's for Fife, you know, and it just felt good to have that, and, you know, they, it just felt good, it was like, there was, there was some talk, you know how it is in these festival scenes, there's some people who just couldn't seem to appreciate it enough to shut the fuck up, and just, wow, even really, well, you could say that the volume, there was an issue with the volume, like, being as loud as maybe it could have been, um, but, that means shut the fuck up, yeah, (laughs) watch the group play, you know, or just leave, like, if you're trying to have a conversation, like, go away from the main part you know yeah it's like this ain't about you it's like everybody's here for one reason right yeah you wish that some people had just a little more reverence in these festival situations which goes back to what you're saying is that you know just just for some reason you attract a certain douche crowd right there's always that little subset floating around Mm, for every band so so with that being said though uh fuck them didn't they didn't ruin (laughs) it it was a good time man the set list was banging it was fucking fantastic it was such a good time chicago was representing giving uh tribe called quest a bunch of love and they even ended the night in an encore. It was badass uh, from the album I mentioned uh, previously from December. We got it from here. Thank you for your service. And that uh, was the We the People track, which was represented at the Grammys as well. And, man, they went back. I think they there was a little mishap, so they, re- boom, set it back, started it again. And then they got halfway through the song. Q-Tip ran into the audience and, like, started going crazy with the people. Got back up on stage. Something happened. Q-Tip demanded the song restart again. And so we listened to that song about three or four times. And, oh, shit. And I got to say, it was just super fun and a great experience. 
Man, oh man. So yeah, that's my number one. Of course, Tribe Called Quest. There's only there's only one, folks. Nice, nice. Jennifer, please give us your number one for this pitchfork list. Uh, my number one is um, definitely a, a different vibe, but it it's a, a band that really you know for high school I would say maybe earlier was like a thing maybe for you as well. But the band I'm talking about is American Football. I oh, yes. was disappointed because I, I mean, this sounds shitty, but I was doing, I was like helping with the signing for Ride and I ended up missing like a portion of American football and I just was like heading to the bathrooms and I caught some of their set, but I managed to hear a song that I forgot about and it gave me some feels. And so the song I'm talking about folks is called Honestly. that was honestly by american football gotta get that hint of question mark in there Uh, definitely a good point that's in the title man honestly (laughs) it's a great choice thank you yeah i was uh just like i said walking um on the way to the bathrooms i was talking to uh jenna wonderful lady and i i just heard the song and got the rush of the feels you know Mm -hmm. and um i just i couldn't help it I got a little sniffly. <laughs> it's definitely that throwback, you know. Uh, a band that's been representing themselves well. Uh, I mean, uh, there's not many stories quite like theirs, you know. And the fact that uh, the music they created in you know 1999 has held up over, we're going on two decades here, I believe, right? Oh my gosh, yeah. And now they've picked up from their, I believe it was their 15-year anniversary, and basically said, hey, let's hit the road and give people this uh, album that they like so much. And uh, from what I understand, I don't know, did they release a new album yet or is it in the works? Um, I don't recall, actually. I heard a few interviews with them uh, on some shows that I like, and, uh, you know, uh, it seems that they've been working on some new stuff, if I remember correctly. But Which is exciting. Uh, yeah, good for them. Yeah. That's awesome, you know. Uh, not a bad thing for the fans, but obviously that's an album that's going to go down in history. For sure. So, great choice. Uh, with that being said, uh, honorable mention here, uh, someone who's an up and comer made, uh, <laughs> Oh, the sinister <laughs> laugh there. <laughs> Is it Halloween yet? <laughs> we broke him. We broke him. Uh, just not just any up and comer. Uh, double XL has listed her as uh, one of the, uh, what do they call it, uh, freshmen of 2017. Although I've been aware of, uh, I believe it's, I feel bad if I get it wrong, but it's Kamea, I believe. Could be Kamaya, oh. but I believe it's Kamea. Uh, but definitely been into her music for at least about a year now. Uh, love just any track I hear. And, of course, she was uh, representing on Friday. So kicking her off right there along with Danny Brown. Uh, just a little bit before he went on uh, on a different stage. And basically, yeah, I just had to give it up, especially with this song that uh, I dig a bunch. Um, it is not a title I can say, <laughs> but I'll just give you an indication. 
It starts with the letter N. And that is, from what I can uh, tell you, Kamea. And good lord, uh, yes, as I said, a title I cannot say. Uh, but it starts with the letter N, ends with the letter S. And I suggest you listen to it because it is a banger. I have cited it to my beautiful girlfriend, Simone, uh, as a song that, you know, when we have arguments about rap music and that sort of thing, you know, obviously, you know, uh, it's a, a male-dominated, and a lot of times the subject matter can be very... Uh, disappointing. I'll just use that word. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that you know uh, Kamea keeps it equal, brings in that that female power into it, and saying no, you know, ladies are doing it for themselves. And this song, in case you didn't pick up on any of the lyrics, is doing it very strongly. Those lyrics are spicy. <laughs> yes, yeah, very spicy. And the groove is just fantastic, which is why I had to choose this one. So many great songs of hers are out there, so I definitely recommend you get into the YouTube hole that I did to get as deep in, into her stuff as, uh, you know, um, I did. I don't know. But in any <laughs> case, uh, yes, start with this song because it is a banger, and you can set the party off that way. And uh, maybe set the mood right if you're lucky, but uh, you said this is a bit uh, biographical for you, Jennifer? <laughs> you know, I mean, you said you could relate to it. I can, I can relate to it. Yeah, I can relate to it. Um, and I'll just leave it at that. Well, you know, it's a great song, and uh, you know, even I, uh, having nothing in common with it, you know, can jam on it no problem. So, yeah, definitely happy to represent that as my honorable mention. Uh, nice. Speaking of which, Jennifer, we gotta get to yours. My honorable mention is another sort of, like, blast from the past. Um, Friday night, as well. Um, I gotta be honest, I was kind of feeling sorry for myself for an assortment of reasons. And I just... A lot of other people were off already watching this band. It was towards the end of the night. And I was just like... (laughs) And so I'm just fucking drinking a beer by myself in the dark. Just hanging out, mm-hmm. listening to LCD Sound System. Boom. And at first I was going to stay in the tent, and then I was like, don't be a bitch. Go up there and at least be able to see them, yes. and you could say you saw them. Cool. And so I begrudgingly dragged myself up there, and I was like, experience the shit, enjoy the shit. And then I did. I actually really did. Hell yes. And um, so... In honor of that moment, that stop feeling sorry for yourself moment, I have picked Dance Yourself Clean. That was Dance Yourself Clean by the LCD Sound System. That was something else. That was a really great choice. And based on your story, which, you know, we got you back, Jennifer. Thank you. Like chiropract, you know. So, 
Just uh, you always say the word. Me and seal of approval people will be there for you. I appreciate but it. I love hearing that the sounds of James Murphy and his LCD sound system helped you dance yourself clean. That's a great story. It was perfect. Perfect night for that. So just had to share that with y'all. This is such a rewarding experience to be able to do this. And the, the things that we've shared from our experiences at Pitchfork Music Festival, and as we do every month here at Seal of Approval, they just seem to reinforce that all the time. And I love having that feeling and being able to share it with the Seal of Approval listeners. Absolutely. And also the bonus to this particular episode is that hopefully you're a little bit tipsy by now for how many times we said Pitchfork. <laughs> yes, so we initiated the game a little bit into the show. <clears throat> but as you read in the description... That's for the old fans. Yeah. The ones who've been there from the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Nicole. (laughs) If you've been listening since day one, (laughs) it certainly was for you, Nicole. But uh, yeah, with that being said, we want to keep this train rolling, of course, as well. We got the drinking game, and you should be pretty much in it to win it. And uh, we're going to celebrate these wins with the rest of Seal of Approval Music Review. But first, a word from our sponsor. That was certainly tons of fun. Uh, really great to share the memories of Pitchfork Music Festival 2017. You know, I assume that we'll see many more. Although I'm kind of looking forward to the Festival Lakes now that the idea has been put in my head. Not not this year. Maybe next year. But We'll see who, who's there. I don't know. I mean, we should just start <laughs> taking bets on who's going to play next year. Like, is it going to be Puddle of Mud? Do they still exist? I will tell you the truth. Uh, certainly I did not anticipate Limp Bizkit going to... Our, our old home, Hammond, Indiana. So with that being said, I, I think there's a lot on the table that could happen. Anything could happen. But I guess that's something to think about next year. What we can think about right now is the seal of approval picks. Three, two, one. Honorable mention again, but this is a little more personal. And just telling you what we've been listening to, guys. And we really hope that uh, you're going to enjoy it. And uh, you know, uh, I guess we, again, do we have to do another? Should we keep the flow that we're going in or should we do another toss? Let's do another toss. Um, I think it's fun. The clear eyes. The clear eyes. So, again, um, dear listeners, you can't see it because you can't see audio, technically. No. I'm not going to get all metaphysical or some shit. But we've got the clear eyes bottle with redness relief logo. I'll take that Mm -hmm. to go first. And then the wonderful instructions with the expiration date will be you. I will take the instructions. All right. Shake your Shaking shake. it up. Watch out. Now. I, I uh, guys, as I'm shaking it, I play d and I'm That's a nerd. Right. <laughs> so I'm used to dice rolls. Okay, here we go. Oh, shit. 
It's you again. Okay, all right. No. Well, see, now we're going to get the science of uh, a partially used bottle of clear eyes. <laughs> like, what does it do? But, Mythbusters, where are you yeah. when we need you? <laughs> With that being said, I'm happy to jump it off here and get into these picks for this episode of Seal of Approval. Uh, this song magically came into my life one somewhat don't-give-a-shit morning. And uh, it's uh, been since last time I saw you guys. I wasn't too clear on the uh, basically background of the song, but I looked up a little bit here. I, from what I can tell, I believe it's the lead single from an album from 2016 called Highway, from a somewhat legendary band, from what I can tell from reading, from Mexico. And that band's name is Intocable. And this is their song, which I think you'll find just as... Uh, Catchy as me. I, I'm not picking any of the words I want to say, but you know what I'm saying? Contagious. It's catchy. Ah. You love it. It's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> this is a song called Arrependido. <laughs> that was Intocable. I'm gonna fuck it. Up. I knew I'd fuck it up. Intocable, I believe, and you know, of course, you could always feel free to correct my Spanish, as it is not perfect at all. But uh, yes, that was their song, Arrepentido, which I believe I'm saying correctly based on the chorus, and I translated to regretful, as I uh, don't know Spanish at all. But uh, I was trying to get a sense of what is this song about, and I would love to go through the lyrics sometime and really break it down. I haven't done that yet, obviously. But this song just makes it feel like this is the scene in the movie where you're driving away, like, man, what a crazy adventure, but I'm glad I got through it. And just kind of like on to the next, what, who, who knows what could happen next, and just kind of triumphant almost, it makes me feel. I really love the vibe of it. But arrepentido means regretful. So certainly some things to think about on the drive. <laughs> <laughs> And the, the band Intocable, I want to do uh, give them some notice as well. Uh, apparently been around since 1994, and through tremendous success and some tragic lows, uh, they've sustained all the way to this day. As I said, this album just came out, Highway just came out last year. And uh, in the year, I thought this was pretty notable. I don't know who said this, maybe some Mexican publication, but in the year 2010, they were named Group of the Decade. Oh, shit. So this is a pretty big band here. And again, the kind of thing I just randomly found on the radio. So I'm so happy to share it with everybody. And I say jam it. It feels good. Uh, Intocable. Arrepentido. I have no regrets about that pick. Arrepentidido. I don't think... See, I'm already think I'm fucking it up. Arrepentidido. That's what it is. Spanish is hard to me. <sighs> I, 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 I felt so confident saying it the first few times. And now I'm looking at the word and realizing I said it wrong. Arrepentidido. Fake until you make it. Arrepent. Or maybe it's arrepent dido. Ido. Arrepent ido. Guys, help us out. Please <laughs> hit us so, up if you... Man, I think I just irritated a bunch of people. speakers <laughs> <laughs> with that one. any case, great song, great band. Check it out. I fully recommend it. That being said, you got to help me out now, Jennifer. All right. Well, my number three pick is from a local group, and uh, it's their newest single, and... It's called Kid Creative. 
by Milk Belly. Enjoy. Oh, yes. Kid Creative by Milk Belly. Great stuff. <laughs> you just look, you look floored by that. No, I mean, I was waiting for you to say something, but we featured Milk Belly before. It's been highly spoken about by you, uh, myself, and Ryan Holmquist. Going to give a shout out to him because yeah, I know he likes this band a lot. But yeah, this is definitely one of the best bands out there, including uh, Chicago Heroes doing it right. For sure. So yeah, more great stuff, please. Uh, shovel it more onto my plate. Well, uh, that's kind of funny because if you pull Ooh. up the video, what? Um, do you, that that reference will make sense. That's all I'm gonna say. Pull up the video, okay. and shoveling food into your mouth will make all of the sense. <laughs> awesome. Well, definitely great pick. Um, and uh, yeah. With that being said, I is I, I can. Have we said enough about our great milk milk belly? Well, here's the thing. I I'm a rock and tune. I'm just gonna leave it at that because I with that song <coughs> I could go on and on and on. Yes. Like you'd be like, Oh, I love her voice, I love the grungy sound. Great song, like, great band. Uh constantly always doing something I just, great. I'll gush too much and I just okay. don't wanna embarrass myself. Well, I guess we'll just have it be known that Milk Belly is one of the great bands that we love, so no problem there. I can go with that. And I think you could kinda say the same thing about the number two that I'm about to put oh, out there. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, this young gentleman got a great reaction the first time that I threw him out onto the seal of approval stage. And uh, recently, I was exposing his music to my sweet, beautiful girlfriend, Simone, who wasn't too familiar with his stuff. And uh, this actually is also some someone who was at the Pitchfork Festival. And specifically, only because of the constraints of our show, couldn't fit him into my, uh, you know, top three honorable mentions. So here he is showing up with his rightful spot uh, in the show. It's Vince Staples. Oh. <laughs> and so just to have some love for him, we're going to do a different song. Well, last time I played Jump Off the Roof and, uh, you know, we went crazy. And now I'm going to represent North North, uh, the song, uh, you know, that people know. Never no grinding, spraying no witnesses. No face, no case, being with the shit. Hopped out broad day, didn't empty clips. Cut class, cause it wasn't about cash. School wasn't no fun, couldn't bring my gun. No chains gon' come like a bomb, them say. But they shootin' every day around my mom and them way. So he put an AK with Keanu and them stay. And that's for any nigga say he got a problem with me. How I'm crippin' while I'm livin', come and follow me. Pistol poppin' Poppy Street. Hell yeah, folks. Vince Staples. So happy to play his music again. You know, we were talking a little bit earlier about the mix of uh, the hip-hop and electronic music. This is another guy, Vince Staples. He's such, obviously, one of, one of the true MCs out there in a, in a landscape uh, where popular hip-hop, popular rap really doesn't have a lot of strong MCs. Vince Staples has that ability. Always great songs, great songwriting. And you, uh, I think you were vibing on the particular sound of his and that's something that's represented in a lot of his tracks uh and i credit that to a lot of you know the electronic music influence which as i wanted to point out to what we were referencing earlier with danny brown 
you know, there's a different vibe in how his music's presented. However, uh, it's also got a lot of kind of, mm, I, would, I don't know if funkiness is the right word, but it well, definitely has a groove. As, as someone who isn't, like, super well-versed in, like, rap and hip-hop and all that, I, the first thing that comes to mind, and you can tell me if I'm off base with this, is it reminded me of Missy Elliott. Like, earlier. No, I mean, I wouldn't say that's incorrect, no. Because it, it's kind of like... Offbeat or quirky in a way, like there's something like well, kind of weird about it. Yeah, he's. Uh, I just along with his peers. If you look at other people uh, in his like age group and influence at this time, uh, he, he kind of to me has a very unique voice and sound, and uh, that's something to be celebrated for sure. Of course, this style is popular, so it's not that other people aren't doing similar things. Mm-hmm. But he, if you look at his like body of music. Like, he definitely has created a voice, and that's one thing I love about Vince Staples. Um, and I liked his thirsty line about the Sprite. <laughs> kicked off the song, right? Yeah. yeah. Excuse me. That's the tequila or something. But any case, uh, that's the song, North North. Now, it's spelled N-O-R-F. Uh, I assume, respectfully, not to step on the toes of Project Pat, North North, which is another fun song, but we won't get into that right now. <laughs> uh, let's see. Have I said everything about Vince Staples? Uh, oh, one other thing, this song, of course, gained him a lot of internet popularity, or I guess maybe not popularity as much as notoriety, um, based on an internet video made by a white mother who read his lyrics out loud and was trying to make a point that, uh, you know, kids shouldn't be listening to this. Oh, boy. It's encouraging this mistrust of the police. And uh, Vince Staples, being the artist that he is and the uh, smart person that he is, just overall good guy, I suppose have met him i'd love to but said you know she can go on the internet and say whatever she wants if she has kids it's up to her to do whatever she wants to do she doesn't have to like my music and you know all these other people are like saying oh you fucking dumb bitch and mm-hmm. you know the way the internet is you yeah know? and Vince Staples like yeah i mean why would i ever expect her to understand my music that's a fair point that's actually really and good so response. I, I mean and it's one of those things like you know it's it's She's. I disagree with her, obviously, well, yeah. in what she's saying. But I love that Vince Staples is kind of like, yeah. What? So what? We all get to use the internet. Everybody can say what they want to say. Big True. deal. Forgive so, the haters. Yeah. So that's another noble thing about that song. And I just love Vince Staples. So go listen to all of his music right now. Okay. <laughs> Wait. No. Whoa. Whoa. Come back. Come back. Come back. Jennifer. <laughs> you have to give us your number two. Okay. So my number two pick is a uh, kind of another um, seal of approval alum it is a uh wow there's too many s's here the song is called stoned two it is by star fucker (laughs) (laughs) now stylized is just all caps s-t-r-f-k-r um and it's a newer one from vault volume two lots of two lots of s um real chill vibes definitely good for this like ultra humid summer day that we're having. Thank you for pointing out also, I think we should have notated at some point in this section of the podcast that we're getting that really humid summer rain. So if you guys are hearing a lot of background noise, that's what that is. Yeah. And it's really good for my hair and really good for my car. Um, (laughs) Not good for my skin. No, seriously, my hair is like super curly and parched and it really likes the humidity. You look good. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not, I'm just normally, it's actually the opposite for me. Yeah, so. no, for most people, they like humidity is bad for me. It is the best hair day. It is awesome. <laughs> it's so good. Awesome. Um, that's the only time you'll ever hear me be vain. Otherwise, I'm very self-deprecating. Well, you should. You should give yourselves that credit. 
Props to self props. and props to Stone 2. And here's why. Check mm. it out. was Stone 2 by Star Starfucker. I almost said Startfucker. That would be a whole <laughs> different band. It's the tequila, y'all. You don't you also can't see this, but there's yeah. a nice bottle of Jose Cuervo. You guys could play along as well if you're still playing the pitchfork drinking game. Ah, uh, we should just turn it into a different tr- drinking game. Drinking game. Well, game. in any case, Words uh, are hard. the tequila is kicking in, but that doesn't matter because Wow, that song is sick. Like, holy shit. (laughs) Jennifer, wow. Thank you for bringing that to the table because that, to me, is like, in my brain, like, if somebody said, hey, make just a real quick song of every, like, every, all of your favorite music. Yeah. (laughs) Just put it all in one nice little Rolo package. God damn, such a short song that hits you in all the sweet spots. Like, if there's not some sick and just badass, like, hip-hop people out there, sample this track, please. I can see that. That's probably going to happen. Oh, it should happen. I want it to be with some badass motherfuckers who would just do some good-ass shit over the song. Not that it needs it, but it's just, like, two minutes is not enough. I'm going to put this on a loop. That's true, God yeah. Damn. it's There's something very, like childlike and whimsical and just but also just there, there's such a good groove there and it, oh, yes. it does have all the right elements that it's like after it's done you're just like but more sir. yeah but more it feels so good because first off it's yeah the sweet bass tones of them harmonizing all these bass parts mm-hmm. and now i don't know if they are specifically a bass guitar it does sound like that but it could be you know just some mid-range notes on a guitar as well joining but <sighs> The tone of it is incredible, and the groove is nice. As you said, very simple. You know, kind of got a childlike feeling, but just it makes you kind of nod your head. Then you get about a minute in. Uh, sorry, spoiler alert. And yeah. then, boom, that beat drops, and you're just like, whoa, holy shit, this is a fucking badass song. Yeah, it just so. like it slides right in there. It's very subtle. You don't see the change coming. It's no. not like it, it doesn't abruptly hit you over the head. But it's pretty delightful, so. Great job. Thank you. That's what this show is all about, folks, and you're welcome. <laughs> you are welcome. <sighs> but you know what's up now. Mm-hmm. I think I do. It's time for number one. Yes, it is. Here it comes. Number one. I really feel like I was flat on that one. You know what? It's the humidity. <laughs> it it messes with the the vocal pipes, the well, the Mario pipes in your throat. You could blame it on the humidity, or you could go along with Jamie Foxx and blame it on the alcohol. And I think I'll do that as I raise my shot glass of tequila to the sky. I'm I, gonna choose to blame it on Millie Vanilli because it's <laughs> raining. Blame it on the rain. Blame it on the, the rain. Was falling, falling. Blame <laughs> it on the stars. That shine up at night. Whatever you do, 
Don't put the blame on you. Blame it on the rain. Yeah, yeah. And if you blame it on the rain. <laughs> Cause the rain don't mind. And the rain don't care. Alright, sorry. Definitely went way too far into Millie Vanilli. I'm going to make it up to you right now because I'm sure most of you know already because you guys love music. So right away, you were going to get on this the minute all of us heard it. And I can tell you, the world heard it and every radio station reacted, at least every hip-hop station. So I'm going to give you a little sample. You already know I'm talking about Jay-Z's 444. We'll talk about it in a second. But right now, my favorite track off the album so far, Caught Their Eyes. Sat down with Prince, eye to eye. He told me his wishes before he died. Now Lala McMillan, he must be colorblind. They only see green from them purple eyes. They eyes high, they eyes high. My eyes wide shut to all the lies. These industry niggas, they always been fishing. But they no biggie, your lazy eye, huh? That was Jay-Z, folks, from the 444 album. Caught their eyes, featuring, excuse me, None other than Frank Ocean, man oh man. Uh, this is a pretty good album to me. I, I, I will say it's great even. Been a lot of debate as far as like it being kind of a standalone, uh, uh, kind of uh, uncharacteristic album of Hove's uh, in his catalog. But I think that, that it's kind of fun to hear sometimes. And there have been some people who say that they can't get into it because it's not the normal, uh, bombastic, braggadocious Jay-Z, but... Well, I actually like this. Mm -hmm. Like, when I first heard it, I didn't really... Because, again, I'm not super up on the current shit. But when I heard it, I was like, who is this? And you're like, new Jay-Z. Yeah. Boom. Like, I I had no idea. But it's in a good way. With this particular track, I think it's interesting because uh, it borrows from a few flavors that have been popular. Uh, Not saying that they necessarily wanted to dip into something that has been, you know... Uh, practiced in the mainstream necessarily. But when I heard this track, the two things I thought of were something that our good buddy mentioned for the third time on this podcast, Ryan Humquist. Uh, he brought us Young Thug, uh, the Wyclef John song. And that had that same kind of like, you know, uh, I don't want to know if Caribbean's the right word, but you know, definitely oh, yeah. a different vibe, you know, as far as a hip hop track. Yeah. And then also made me think of uh, 2 Chains. Uh, it's a vibe, which. I think it shares much more similarities with. Now, not the same songs by any stretch, but certainly it's Jay-Z kind of throwing a hat into the ring and saying, like, let me get on some of these, like, popular styles and tracks. And I think you hear that throughout the album. However, he doesn't really get away from, you know, what you know his style is. But what's most notable is that he doesn't really rap with the same authority. It's almost like he's taking his seat back and kind of, it's it, some people have called it spoken word practically, uh, but that's what I think is most notable is that this is a kind of a, a looking inward type of record rather than you know what we're used to Jay Z is like conquering the world. Right. It does seem like I think I read something on the interwebs about him acknowledging the Becky with the good hair thing, yes, and it seems did. like overall this is like a humbling record for him. Yes. Like, like yeah, uh, maybe it's because he's got. You know, a couple more kids now, fresh out the oven, some right. shit. Different I don't know. perspective. Yeah, you know? like, Absolutely. I don't know. What... I mean, certainly there is the people, and I was included in that, but not primarily. I mean, first of all, I did not anticipate this album coming, as most people were surprised by it. Uh, so I immediately 
was like, you know, stuck in traffic figuring out where's the nearest Sprint store. Thankfully, Jay-Z authorized the song to be available on Apple Music from what I'm aware of. I could be wrong if it's still there or not, but point is, I'm making jokes, but, uh, you know, Lemonade was heavy on people's minds, uh, and there is some retort to that, and if anything, it's from the point of view of, like, you know, someone who's mournful, uh, or regretful, or, uh, what's that? Her- <laughs> arpentididos. Her- uh, yes, arpentididos. <laughs> R- RVD Adidas is basically what he felt. Yes. <laughs> My bad, man. That's awesome. <laughs> Feels so good. But um, feels good, man. But yes, any po- any cases. So there's been some debate around this album. I'm telling you guys from my interpretation because I'm kind of with you, Jennifer. Like, I actually enjoy seeing a different side of an artist if they're coming uh, with realness. And right. I I get a sense that this is some just a unique side of Jay Z. Maybe something we'll never hear again. But uh, as far as musically, certainly better than his last few. Uh, attempts uh, and with that I uh, I'm just grateful because uh, there's some great stuff on here and uh, it's an album worth listening to so boom there you go yeah Jay-Z is my number one for this episode of seal of approval and hey you never know maybe Rachel with the good eyes will <laughs> pop in a couple years from now and create a new buzz here's hoping Rachel with the good eyes yeah I'm just making shit up I'm being Who's an asshole Rachel We'll find out in a couple years. All right. I'll stay tuned. Beyonce will tell us. Okay. okay? Well, I really hope she does because I'm going to be listening. (laughs) That went way over my head, whatever it was. So (laughs) I'm just being an asshole. Honorable. No, wait. Number one for you. My number one is something that should be number one for everyone. Oh, yeah. Um, At least you should should try this at some point in your life. (laughs) Oh, my God. Male, female, giving receiving it's all good when you're talking about roadhead by japanese breakfast and i'm here to give that to you so you can receive that in your ears what else did you think i was talking about listen to the song you fool yes the very divine roadhead from japanese breakfast yes oh man first off before we get into this Bad, you choked song, up oh my word uh, yes that's what it is uh, <laughs> <laughs> no for real uh i've been accused in the history of the show of being the creep and i'm just gonna throw down my creep card now for once because it never it never gets to happen i think boom creep card on you jennifer for doing what you did but, I wouldn't call it creep card because it's not directed at any person in particular. Mm, it's it's freak card maybe. I mean the subject the subject card. matter was certainly was it was a bit you know. Well, I'm not naming names. I know? didn't say. You I know? mean, I never named any names. I'm just saying. I'm not. I'm not being a predator. All right. Well, point is that. <laughs> for once I feel like the shoes on the other foot, which I'm thankful to see. Maybe I got one shoe on, like Fine. half on. But with that being said, beautiful song. It is. It really is. Japanese Breakfast. Oh my God. Great band. Uh, it's so haunting and it's just like, it's so pretty and sensual and it's very like, 
atmospheric, but you could also feel like this tension from it. You know, it's like both like really aggressive and kind of delicate and sensitive at the same time. The haunting vocals, the melody is the number one thing that I want to talk about because it's just so striking and it's beautiful. I don't know the singer's name, but she just is nailing it. It's a, and it's so appreciative because the melody only works, as you said, atmospherically over this really awesome rock groove, which doesn't like go outside of, I don't know what you call it. I think it's just rock music, you know, yeah. but the bass is just rolling and just man doing its thing. And just like feels so good when you hear it. And again, like this creates uh, that type of environment for you to just lean back and really feel good. And, um, I don't know what type of song I would designate this for. You could go, you know, on a, on a road trip with it, but you could also just kind of sit back and, just feel good. Uh, it's active enough, but it's also uh, laid back enough, and I love it. I really appreciate that pick. Thank you. And that does bring us to, last but not least, our honorable mentions. Our honorable mentions, yes. Well, um, man, oh, man. <laughs> I don't know how to get into this, so I might as well just go for it. Um, <clears throat> um, I'm going to mention Simone a third time now on this podcast. She's my sweet girl. We should have like sub drinking games. How many times we we mention Simone, Ryan, Pitchfork? Yes. Any past guests, any, you know, there's certain <laughs> levels for sure. Absolutely. And Jennifer Reach right for the bottle, right on cue with the drinking game that we are now just creating today. But uh, this is, okay, here's a watching a movie with Simone. And the movie happened to be, if you recall, Jawbreaker. Mm. Yes, a 90s mm-hmm. classic. Mm-hmm. And uh, to, uh, of course, borrow the phrase, uh, you know, from a buddy Ryan, um, you know, this is the, the, the kind of the end, but still chocked full of 90s babes, uh, primarily Rose McGowan. Oh, yeah. And um, I could quicken this up. The soundtrack <laughs> is basically way better than I remember. I was watching this movie. I'm like, yeah, this song is fucking good. Like, <laughs> this is a, just, you know, for the kind of movie it is, which is still pretty good. I, you know, you put it on and have a good time. Right. But uh, the soundtrack's fantastic, and I think that aids it. And uh, the number one song you'll hear in the movie, which I've been rocking out ever since, it's been stuck in my head, is by a group called Imperial Teen. <gasps> Oh, okay. you know Imperial okay. Teen. All right, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, uh, you know, I wasn't too familiar, but apparently it's a... Bit of a super group, maybe not so much, but uh, consisting of members from Faith No More and uh, Hey Willpower, uh, different groups like that, uh, the Dicks, uh, the Rex, you know. Uh, so I was surprised to find that out, but the song itself is one of those things like when you hear it, you're like, what is this? Like, you know, and it's once you know the title, you're like, oh, well, I immediately know that song. Because here it is, folks. I'm going to play it for you finally. It's called You Who. You'll hear it. She said you who. <laughs> you who is the name of the song by Imperial Teen. And uh, yeah, just a nice little throwback to like, you know, an era that we both expressed loving mm-hmm. uh, previous episodes of the show. And 
Uh, that had to be my honorable mention. I'm like, this has been stuck in my head, and I gotta let the world know to go back and check out the Jawbreaker soundtrack. <laughs> Which now I definitely want to do. Like, yeah. I've heard that song plenty of times and totally forgot about it, so very good. Yeah, and the movie's still good, too, so uh, if you're into the nice, just uh, light thriller. Although, the scenes of the Jawbreaker and the Throat really are grotesque. Mm. Oh, spoiler alert. Sorry, forgot. 2017, not 1999. My bad. <laughs> That's the second main reference back to 1999. I like <laughs> oh, it. Yeah, right, yeah. You know what, though? I think this movie might have been 1996. Ah, it we seems... were all of, what, like nine years old? This is definitely like in the, like, this would be share a genre with Clueless. Clueless would be like oh, the yeah. top, you know, as far as like, I mean, everybody knows Clueless, you know? Yeah. And Jawbreaker would be in a sub set of like, yeah, similar to that. But more horror. Right. That makes sense. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I feel like if you were a teenager or an adult, a young adult in that time, it would that would make sense. Yeah, I don't think I got turned on to the way later. You know, oh, but yeah. At the time, we were probably still in elementary school. We were, if it was like, we were between like 9 and 12 years old. Yes. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> That's correct. I was just coming out of Power Ranger stage. Great point. Man, and what a stage... It's it's hard to believe you'll ever leave it. Yeah. But then once you do, it's like a whole world's available to you. I was still like on Arthur and fucking like a little bit Magic School Buzz. Because that shit was just cool. But I'm a nerd. So hey, whatever. it's Franklin. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. Is that how it goes? I don't know. No. It's never how it goes. <laughs> Okay. Well, um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do it up now yeah, with it's up my. To you. It's up to you. With my final pick of the evening, um, it's a newer song as well. Um, pretty much everything I've been jamming out has been fairly new. Um, but the song is called "Suffer Me" by Sheer Mag, and this one is just fucking. Now, like I I've called the other songs fun. This is like downright good old fucking fun, and it's very like. To me, it's perfect for summertime, driving, just rocking out, which is what I did on the way here. Nice. And so I want to share that vibe with you guys today, so check it out. have a southern heart and that was suffer me by sheer mag wow <clears throat> what a ripper that was rocking for sure and Man. of course she's got a really unique voice yes but it, the first time i heard it i was like huh but then it, it clicks it just clicks it's fantastic you know that's yeah southern hearts right because when i first started hearing this i was just like what the hell like this guitar is so reminiscent of like the Almond Brothers, practically. Yeah. And it's like, you know, then I'm just thinking, like, by the end of the song, I'm like, God damn, Dean Ween would be fucking smiling <laughs> proud up on his cloud because this song just rocks it. And the thing is that everything, they're, all the elements provide just a solid groove. So it's not just like, it just feels like everything's moving steady with a really nice progression. And it just like makes you nod your head and just kind of like almost amazement. Like yeah, I'm not a big, I'm not a man on on the on the smoke. But if I were <laughs> if I were to be, 
I definitely have my head in the clouds because this provides that sensation. <laughs> that was a beautiful way to put it. But yeah, guys, that those are the things that make us happy as of late. And we hope that all of these picks from the pitchfork, take your last drink, That's picks right. <laughs> to our uh, just more recent picks have made your heart happy as they have made our hearts happy. Um, because each and every one is special. And now I feel like Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Well, it's because everybody here is our neighbor. And that's a special thing. It doesn't seem that way anymore, but especially here in podcast land where seal of approval music review, we're all just sharing the music we love. And we love to be able to do that with you through this podcast. And though that being the case, it's not just one way. No, it's it's a two-way street, y'all. And if you would like to hit us up with any comments, feedback, picks of your own, things that you think we need to be listening to, hit us up. Perhaps you have an idea on what we should be talking about this month. What are some great things to, you know, uh, you know, base songs around? What what can we share based on what you think is a good topic uh, to kick off our conversations and picks with? We're always here to listen. And, um, yeah, you could do that in many ways. You can just go directly to the website, seal of approval, music review, You can email us at sealofapprovalmusicreview at gmail.com. You can go to Facebook and find us there. Like and just send us a message. Yes. You can also hit us up on the Twitter, which is at sealofapproval7. So there are many ways to contact us. Or you can just creep on us and find us directly. Not hard. I'm an open book. And you know what? Uh, If that's the case, you're losing out on a lot of fun because... The conversation's better when it goes both ways. I'm going to say it again. So, <laughs> nailed it, Jennifer. Um, with that being said, I mean, there's tons of good stuff happening in the city. So many good things happening. So, y'all, there's a band called Dim. Oh, you're going to go right for it. Oh, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Why not? It's cool. it's Friday. It. It's right now, Friday night. You're yes. listening on a Sunday. Maybe also a Friday. I don't know. We'll go ahead and lay it down. All right. So, Friday, July. Nope. Just kidding. Monday, July 31st. <laughs> I know dates. Um, a local band called Dim is playing at the Empty Bottle. Totally free show. Um, definitely check them out because they are amazing. They got some new material coming out. Some stuff is on YouTube if you want to be real sneaky stealth and look that shit up. Um, that is the show I am definitely looking forward to. Um, early August, the drums are playing um, mm. also at Empty Bottle. And uh, I was supposed to cover that, but that's a whole sad story. Um, then, of course, Lollapalooza is coming up. So, I don't know. You guys, well, if you go, yeah. hit us up and tell us about that. We'd love to hear your experiences. We ourselves, I think we're going to take a pass on it. I, I did, I did a playlist. A yeah, I'm not going, but I did a yeah. playlist for it. Which, you did? Uh, for <clears throat> Third Coast, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. That, that will also be out shortly in the next week or so. Well, that playlist could take the place of the one that was banned from SoundCloud. Also, <laughs> wink, wink, will that be a thing in a month? We'll chance find out. Chance, save us. Do we have a chance? <laughs> please, Chance, please. So, any case, um, <clears throat> we love being able to do all this with you guys. And, yeah, catch that event. I want to find out a way of us possibly being able to talk about events uh, since we're doing it monthly now, you know, to hopefully cover things that maybe, you know, just get lost in the, you know, time is very difficult. You know what I'm saying? Time is a construct. I told you that. It is definitely a construct. But that being said, you know, we are going to, we're not going to be here uh, talking in your ear for maybe another 20 to 30 days. So <clears throat> with that being said, 
Uh, we hope you enjoyed all of that, and we'll figure out ways to get more information to you. Of course, all the contacts that Jennifer said are the best ways at Seal of Approval 7 on Twitter. It's very good to do that. And oh, besides all that, uh, I'll be living in a new place by the time you hear us next. So with that being said, what fun we've had. Exciting days are ahead mm-hmm. for the last final hot, humid, sticky, gross, and loving, awesome days of summer. Also, my birthday's coming up, and your birthday's coming up. Well, that may be something to talk about in the next show. Um, I'm trying to solicit gifts for us. So okay. if y'all want right. to send us some presents, hit us up. Yeah, if you want to give us gifts, we'll to definitely be accepting. So that's more reasons to connect with us. <clears throat> and maybe you'd like to get involved with uh, some potential ideas I have for August birthday events for seal of approval. Uh, that's something that we're going to talk about off mic, though. So uh, In the hey. meantime, we're going to get our throats right. Because our throats are... You can hear it. Yeah, yeah we're, we're both... I'm blaming the tequila. I'm bling, blaming customer service. Okay. I, I've talked way too much. I don't know. Tequila's <laughs> fine. Tequila's probably helping me. Tequila is fine. Well, okay. Well, in any case, get a hold of us. Get connected and stay connected. And uh, we'll be working harder to get at you. And we'll be looking forward to the next time. And with all that being said... Bye! bye.